witnesses today that I'll never walk out on you. There ought to be at least 15 of you in here that say, Pastor, I'm a witness. When I was at my lowest, you didn't walk out on me. When I was wrong, you didn't walk out on me. Can I get any help in here today? When I was sick and couldn't help myself, you didn't walk out on me. When I was confused and discouraged, when all I could do was cry about that past, he didn't walk out on me. I'm building momentum. I'm going somewhere. Behind. Is there anybody in here that say, Pastor, I'm on the Lord's side. He didn't walk out on me. Well, I need to have just a little church today. Why don't you get out of those aisles and high five at least five people to him. He'll never walk out on you. Come on. Come on, praise God. tell you thank you. You've been good to us down through the years. Under surgery, under the knife, under anesthesia. And you brought us through. When doctors gave up on us. When our mind tried to tell us otherwise. When the devil lied to us and whispered to us. It was you. <laughs> I ought to have a little help right through there. It was you that seen us through. 
So we know today by record, by experience, and by faith that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. So we call on you now. Keep dwelling with us. Rest on our hearts this morning. Rest on our minds. In the name of Jesus. Illuminate them as we prepare to receive your word. And we know you got a word. So breathe on us. Thank you, King of glory, for the indwelling power of your spirit. It's preaching time. And we pray that preaching may be done. And in the end thereof, we'll be mindful to give you the honor, to give you the glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. While you're standing, thank you, praise team, while you're standing from the gospel according to Luke, Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Title of our message today, When God Chose Mary. Daughter, can you turn me up just a little bit? Thank you so much. A lot of sorrow in the house this morning. A lot of our members are experiencing loss. Hi, Emily. Experiencing loss of family and loved ones. Just received a text from our beloved sister Trina. They called her and Jenna into the hospital this morning by baby Samaya. You know, she was supposed to be coming home, uh, and it doesn't look like there is anything else they can do. But when the doctors say no, God can what, family? Somebody holler, he'll never. So as we are preaching today, y'all be praying, amen? We need God to do a miracle that only God can do. We want to remember the Lord of family this morning, the Jamerson family. It's a great season of sorrow. Of course, the Wilson's family. Really, we are praying for the Freeman family. I'm going to depart today and go and say our goodbyes to a niece who's been battling with cancer. And uh, the doctors just about, well, they have given up, but we believe God. And to be absent from the body is what? To be present with the Lord. How many know heaven is better? Whole lot better. So we want to pray. Y'all pray that pastor have wisdom today. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 38. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee that was named Nazareth. Sent to a virgin betrothed or engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, who was of the house of David. The virgin's name? was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to Mary, Rejoice, highly favored one, for the Lord is with you. And blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, 
and considered what manner of greeting this was. And then the angel said to her, Reverend Zunica, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. But Mary asked the angel, but how, how can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. I ain't been with nobody. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And so the baby born to you will be holy. And he will be called the Son of God. And what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. Come on, ladies. People used to say she was barren. But she's already in her six months. For nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I'm the Lord's servant. And I'm willing to accept whatever he wants. And may everything you said come true. And then the angel left. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Look at somebody and tell them, neighbor. neighbor. Oh, neighbor. neighbor. Pastor's got a word for you. And the story is, what happened when God chose Mary? You may be seated. When God chose Mary. Beloved, one of the greatest passages of scripture is found right here in our lesson on today. It's the story of being called, chosen, and commissioned by God to do a great work in the earth. We can learn so much from today's lesson. But probably the most important thing to remember is this. God specializes in doing the impossible. Would y'all repeat that with me? Let's repeat it. God specializes in the impossible. Beloved, this lesson is about God moving to do something great in the earth. In the life of an unsophisticated, unsuspecting, unqualified, poor young lady. She becomes the poster child of what a great God can do in the life of a person who nobody even thinks about. So today, let's look at Mary. 
God's chosen vessel. One who was picked for discipleship in the earth. Four things to examine about her. Let's look at Mary's announcement. Mary's alarm. Mary's assignment. And Mary's answer. Okay, and then I'll land the plane. Mary's announcement, first point today. Verse 26, if you'll keep your eyes on the screens or in your Bibles, the text says, it was in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. Can I say it like this? It was doing another miracle that this one is about to happen. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth to a little village in Galilee. To a virgin whose name was Mary. And Mary was engaged to be married to a man whose name was Joseph. Joseph was a descendant to the greatest king Israel ever had whose name was David. And Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman, the Lord, girl, he's with you. This wasn't no dream. This wasn't no vision. This was an in-person meeting. The first thing we see in this verse is that when God gets ready to give Mary the announcement, notice what he does, beloved. He sends a powerful messenger, Gabriel, the angel, to deliver this message. Why? Why Gabriel? Well, I believe uh, Reverend McBee, he wanted this encounter to be transformational. He, he wanted this to be so powerful that Mary would not be able to forget it or explain it away. The second thing we see is that God chose an unlikely place to pick himself a servant. No, no, my brother. He picked somebody from the hood of Nazareth. Yes, yeah. This the ghetto, y'all. Uh -huh. Nazareth is a tiny little village that had a bad reputation. Y'all remember the disciples later on? They say, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Y'all in it now? The third thing we see is that he selects for himself an unlikely choice. An unlikely vessel to carry his son. And this is what this text is teaching me, brothers and sisters. It's teaching me that whenever God is up to something in the earth, he always uses the unqualified. He always used the least likely candidate. They don't make the cut. He always uses them because he wants to get the honor and glory and all the credit for what he's going to do through them. I just dropped something right there. He tends to use people who everybody else has written off. Brother Jesse. And that's how you know it's the Lord. Because you know they pedigree, they background, how messed up they were. Come on, talk to me. They ain't qualified to do what God is doing. 
when I look at the background of this text, I'm reminded of something else. Brother Cooley, God is a God who keeps his word. Yes, sir. You say, what do you mean, Pastor? The Old Testament had promised that God was going to bless the world through the family of Abraham. Joseph, Mary's fiance, was a descendant of King David, who was a descendant of Father Abraham. So when God decides to do the miracle, he's got to keep his word. He can't do it through no other family. So he brings Jesus through Mary, who's going to marry Joseph, who's already in the bloodline. Y'all missed it here. I know y'all write Joseph off as a knucklehead. Are you with me here? But Joseph played a big role. Somebody holler, stepdaddy's matter. This stepdaddy got a blessing. And the blessing is on his life. Okay, let me say it another way. Girl, watch who you marry. Make sure they got the blessing in the family. You'll catch that on the way home. Mary probably gets selected because God saw who Joseph liked and wanted to bring Jesus in at this time. And because Mary was going to be married to Joseph, he said, I'm just going to use her. I can't get no help. I'm tired of people beating up on Joseph. Y'all with me here? Don't get it confused. God know just what he was doing. And he always uses unlikely people, Armstrong, to do supernatural things in the earth. Can I say some more? I learned something from this verse, Reverend Zuniga, that God is a God who keeps his word. I may break mine. You may break yours. But God going to keep his. Y'all in it? If God said he could do it, he going to do it. If God said you can trust him, you can count on it. If God said he would fix it, you can count on it. Jeff, talk to me, son. If God said he'd make it happen, you can count on him. God ain't like man. He can't lie. Are y'all in here now? The Bible said in verse 28 that Gabriel, after he announced this to her, greetings. Favored woman, the Lord is with you. The next thing we see here is that the angel not only delivers Mary a blessing and a promise, but he makes a declarative statement, something she didn't even know. The kudios is with you. That's the Greek word for Lord here. It's the supreme ruler. The one who is in control of everything, he's with you. Look, this is what makes this so profound, Reverend Widow. The girl didn't even know. The Lord is with you. It's like a blessing our kids have when they're born in the righteous families. You don't even know who you are. The Lord. Who is the Lord? The supreme ruler. Of all the universe, he's with you. <laughs> what a blessing. Good God Almighty. This is what I call a word of power. 
Somebody always talking about I got a word. Well, if it ain't this word, it's secondary. It don't even matter. Guess what the greatest word is? The Lord is with you. Highly favored. That's the word you want. Are you in here? Come on. And when they tell you that, I got a word. Tell me, show it to me in the book. Oh, come telling me something you heard, you felt, you thought. Show me in the book. Don't make it up what? You ought to be able to go to check. Show up. There it is. The Lord is with you. Can I say some more? Now, because the Lord was with Mary, she found favor. <laughs> that just felt good. In the eyes of the Lord. Because the Lord was with Mary, she received grace from the Lord. Because the Lord was with Mary, yeah, she would be encouraged to trust in him. Now, this is good because if God is with you, yeah, he can use you. If God is with you, Billings, nothing can stop you. Did you catch a Gabby? If God is with you, you don't need nobody else. If God is with you, you got more than enough. This text teaches me something here. It teaches me that God, yeah, he can use poor people in the earth. It teaches me that God can use the nobodies in this world. It teaches me that God can use the person with no high school diploma. Yeah. Yeah. Quit thinking education is God. Yeah. It teaches me God can use the one without a college degree. Yeah. All this learning I got, it don't matter nothing in the kingdom. God use who he chooses to use. It teaches me that God can use the one that nobody else believes will amount to anything. Don't write your son off. Don't write your daughter off. Don't write your niece and nephews off. Don't write that brother on the corner off. Or that sister on the street off. Or them brothers and sisters in the penitentiary. Don't write off the one in the crack house right now. Don't write off the one who's shooting up right now. Why? God can use anybody. I just said something right there. What this text tells me is when God calls them, they got the favor of God on their life. You got God's favor. I don't need yours. When God calls them, they have all of heaven on their side. When God calls them, Deacon Roy, they can do anything that the Lord asks of them. Why? Because they are working for him in the earth. And when the time was right, God came down. Didn't he come down? To save mankind. And he was going to do it by using this little girl as a vessel of service for him. His honor and glory in the earth. Listen, I want to talk to my daughters for a minute. I know this world has been very hypocritical when it comes to women. Forget what the world says. 
You have been made in the image and in the likeness of God. And every human being that comes in this world got to come through a woman. I just said something right there. Y'all better get some act right, throw some shoulders back in here and start giving these sisters some more that. God, yes. Mayhem God gave Adam the keys. Are you with me here? But he had everything come to ease. I just dropped it right there. Don't mistreat that little daughter. You pour into her like you pour into that son. Why? They've got a purpose. Look at this. This is so deep. I'm off my text right now. But this is so deep. God chose to bring his son through a woman. Okay, tell me a woman don't have purpose in this earth. Are y'all with me here? If you mistreat your wife, you better get some act right. You got secondary plans for your daughter. You better think higher than that. Are you with me here? God has chose her to bring the Savior of mankind into the And then he gave her a tag that you can't even say. Go on, girl. You highly favored. I mean, you know, I'm off my text here, but I feel some kind of way. Can I help myself? You only get one mama. You can have a few fathers, but you get one mama. See why she highly favored? Y'all right, right. right. yeah. catch that right there? You highly favored. Here it is. You, you in a class by yourself, girl. You the only one that my son going to come through. That's just good preaching right there. Look, we looked at what happened when the angel gave Mary her announcement. But let's look now at Mary's alarm about the announcement. Verse 29 and 30. The Bible says, confused and disturbed. Verse 29. Mary tried, yes, to think what the angel could mean. Verse 30. Don't be frightened, Mary. The angel told her, for God, hey, has decided to bless you. Beloved, when we come to this portion of the text, we get to see that the God of heaven and earth has not only called her, but we see that the call of God for her is alarming to Mary. Let me tell you why. She's from the hood. Anybody ever told her, girl, you highly favored? Right, right. Mm -hmm. yeah. What you mean God got a plan for me? Yeah. This message, this, God, this gospel message ain't never been heard to her before. So she's alarmed. At first, who is this tall angel? This star talking to me. And he's got this word. God got favor with me? He gonna bless me? Mary, here it is, never thought of herself as being highly favored. God, I wish I had time to run that. I would say, I would say, Caleb, perhaps the neighborhood had begun to affect her psyche. And she could only see herself as a little ghetto girl. 
from the back streets of Nazareth. I wish I had a witness in here. Perhaps society had begun to play with her mind, Nicole, so she couldn't even dream about being highly favored by God. She didn't even have purpose in her heart because it wasn't in her language. So heaven had to come down and give her the language to connect with the calling. I wish I had two or three of y'all in here. See, sometimes the language in our home can be uh, uh, can be poisonous to the call that God has put on our kids. And you can snatch it out of them before they even get to embrace who they are. I might go somewhere this morning. I don't feel responsible for what happens up here. Can I say some more? Poor. From the streets of Nazareth, no money, no education, no political power or influence, just a struggling teenager like everybody else. And now she finds out the Lord is on my side. She don't have a clue what this means. However, Gabriel comforts her with the charge. She's not to be afraid. Because God has decided. Somebody say, God has decided. He's going to bless her. Here's what I learned in this passage. Brothers and sisters, Mary didn't ask for this. She didn't expect this. She didn't try to line herself up for the blessing of God. Guess what? All she did, Reverend Tom, was be on the heart of God. <laughs> I just dropped something right there. This blessing was God's doing. This blessing had heaven's choice written all on it. Here it is. This was a just because I want to blessing. Y'all too cool for me. Y'all too cool for me, Fresno. No man could stop this blessing. No man could block this blessing. Can I give you some deep news? Even Mary couldn't mess this up. Because it had nothing to do with her. <laughs> Did y'all catch that? So here it is. It was decided before Mary was born that God was going to do this in her life. It was decided before she was born that God was going to select her to use her. Why y'all so cool? Come on, lean in here and talk to me. Look, your baby's life was already predestined before they got here. You better believe this book and start to speak over their life the stuff that the book then already said. How else they gonna know who they are? Mary had a call on her life. And though she was uncomfortable with the call, she's confused and disturbed, God still had a mark on her. <laughs> Though she was alarmed, she could still trust him and not be afraid. He says, don't fear. Sister Lisa, don't fear. Here's what else I learned from this verse. Sister Lisa, if God has called your daughter to do something in the earth, don't be afraid. Do it. He called you. Where my daughter's at? Where my daughters at? I'm talking directly to you, daughters. Look at me today. Come on, look. Lean in and listen to old bald head pastor for a minute. If God has called you, trust him 
and do that thing he's birthed in your heart to do. Why, you've been made for it. If God has called you, believe in his promise and do it, Mia. Why? Because God's got you. Read this story about the great General Patton this week talking to his troops who were feeling discouraged. He said these words. Brother Johnny, he said, courage, troops, is fear. Holding on a minute longer. That went over some heads. Caleb, I'll say it again. He said, you know what courage is, troops? It's fear that holds on one minute longer. In other words, if you give in to your fears, you're already on the path of defeat. But instead, if you stand strong in spite of your fears, then you're on the right path to victory. And therefore, he said, and therefore, we will not give up in this battle. Isn't that good news? Y'all too cool for me. Y'all too cool for me. We've looked at what happened at Mary's announcement. We've looked at what happened when Mary got alarmed. Let's look now at Mary's assignment. Verse 31. If you're in here, see, I'm in here, Pastor. Verse 31. The Bible says that Gabriel announced to her, you will become pregnant. And you're going to have a son. Here's the assignment. And you are to name him Jesus. Number two, he will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David. Verse 33, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. This is Mary's assignment. Did you catch that? It's to raise this king, this ruler. When you come to this portion of the text, you see the angel give her her assignment. I love this portion because it was an assignment that called for her to, first of all, Reverend Tom, make an adjustment in her life. What do you mean? When God calls her, he calls her to a mission, mm-hmm. Anessa, that's going to consume all of her. Yeah. Pregnancy. Yeah. Come on, ladies, you can talk right through here. You don't just get pregnant in a little part of your body. When that baby is conceived, come on, talk to me. Won't he or she take over? They kick, they tell you when they're hungry, they tell you when they're upset. They rule everything. This mission she has been called to now is to consume all of her. She was going to change physically from being a virgin to carrying inside of her, watch this now, the God of the universe. <laughs> My God, she, she, she was going to change from being an ordinary teenager, Brother Montre, to the mother of her Savior. Come on in here, Destiny. Talk to Pastor. Mary was going to change from being a nobody to the greatest woman who ever lived. I love to see sisters when they get pregnant, they be walking through the store, they just be doing this. 
Y'all catch them every now and then. They, they just hold and they just run. I said, that ain't nothing but a mother. Caring for that beautiful gift. Guess what Mary is doing? Caring for her assignment. Help me preach it all today, God. Look, look. Mary was God's servant with a big assignment. And just like Mary, we who name the name of Jesus have been given an assignment too. Come on, y'all. Don't sleep through this one. Don't sleep through this one, y'all. Look, just like Mary, we too have the privilege of serving for and with God in the earth. Just like Mary, we too have the responsibility of doing something bigger than ourselves in the earth. Just like Mary, we've been given the joy to carry Jesus with us everywhere we go. Just like Mary, we've been chosen to carry the word to places it's never been. Just like Mary, we've been called to be filled with the spirit and deliver the word. When God tells us it's time to bring forth what he's placed in you. Because of her assignment, Mary, watch this, David. She had to change everything about herself. Okay, y'all see. She couldn't walk like the other teenage girls used to walk. Come on. When that pregnancy came upon her, it made her shift some things. Come on, talk to me. Ladies, am I in here? Am I in here? You need to walk when she's stabbing. She need help. Come on, y'all know how they do when they sit down. They wobble. You see them, Jeff? Everything changed. You can't sleep like you used to sleep. Come on, talk to me. You got to turn. Come y'all in here. She had to get in and out the, the donkey buggy a different way. Those that had to help her climb on the donkey. Y'all with me here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all ain't seen it. I see it, yeah. Everything, Everything about her had Everything. to change Everything. when she got this calling. Yeah. Well, the whole life. just like Mary. Yeah, yeah. When God called you uh -huh. to carry His word, Everything. you got to change some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't walk like you used to walk. No, no. Can't talk like you what? Can't drink. What you? Can't smoke. What you? You got to change some things while you are carrying the word. And there must be a change in your life. Y'all in here now? New beginnings. We got to change some things. Because we've been called to be the church of Jesus Christ on this corner in Southeast Fresno. Can't be lazy like you used to be. Can't be inconsistent like you used to be. Can't be nonchalant like you used to be. You carrying the word. And people ought to know there's something going on in here. In this building. Because who called you? And because who set you apart? They ought to see the difference. 
and they ought to know the difference. Y'all in here with me? Well, I used to love to have Sister Wilson pregnant. That was the jaw. Y'all in here? It was just something about her watching her waddle through the house. That's my girl. And that's our baby on the inside. Are y'all in here? Come on, daddies, and wave your hand with me one time. Can you just rub on that stomach, Amen? Y'all know the old crazy stuff we do? Singing to the belly. Talking to the baby. Who's your dad? <laughs> Am I right right there? Am I right right there? Why? The, expe the expectation of who was to come was always on your mind. Made you work extra jobs. Am I in here? Made you do stuff you didn't do when you were single. Why? You prepared a place for him or her when they came. Y'all missed it. When I got car seats and baggages and packages and bags. Come on. Getting ready for what God had entrusted to you. I'm trying to go somewhere. Can I cut across the field? Well, what happened? You got the same assignment. The same word that was in her has been placed in you. And there ought to be a change in your expectation. You ought to come in here on Sunday morning waddling with expectation. What is he going to preach now? What are they going to pray now? What's the next song on the screen? Why, I have an expectation to deliver this word tomorrow. Y'all in here? I'm losing y'all, so I better get out of here. We've looked at Mary's announcement, Mary's alarm, Mary's assignment. Let me get to this point. I've been wanting to get to Mary's answer. <laughs> Brother Cliff, the Bible says, angel said all that, and our young sister Mary, she had a question. Daughter, she said, how can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit, daughter, is going to come upon you. And the power of the Most High is going to overshadow you. And so the baby that's going to be born to you will be holy. Y'all catch that there? And he'll be called the Son of God. And what's more, your relative, Elizabeth, has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she couldn't have no babies. And she's already in her six months. Yes, sir. For nothing is impossible with God. And then Mary exploded with shoot. I'm the Lord's servant. Y'all see that? I'm the Lord's servant. And I'm willing to accept whatever he wants. Let me land the plane and get out of here. I miss y'all so I can talk all day. When we come to this final portion of the text, you see several things happen. Daughter Gabby, first of all, we see Mary 
is confused, and so she asks the question, how can this physically happen when I ain't been with nobody? This is an awesome question. And it's a question that's so perplexed, it made me think that there may be somebody here today. Say, Pastor, how could this happen in my life? I ain't had no encounter with God like that. I'm here, but I'm not qualified to hold the Lamb of God. I'm not qualified to share the good news. Y'all know I don't know enough. Well, daughter, I want you to know you may not feel qualified, but God is able to do great things with the one who's willing to be used by him in the earth. Second thing we see in this passage is that the angel replies, how, how is this going to happen? The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. Y'all know him, right? The paraclete, the one who comes alongside. He's going to overshadow you. And this power is going to be from the power of the Most High God. That's how it's going to happen. I like this because theologically, it's a reference to the miracle that's about to be done by God, for God, with God, and because of God. Ain't got nothing to do with you, Mary. God is about to do this. Y'all catch it? When God does something like this supernatural in the life of his children, there are always, or rather they are always, that's the right word, promised his power to accomplish what it is he's asking them to do. You don't have to do nothing for God in your own strength. It comes from him. Mary, uh, Sister McBee, was going to be filled with God himself. This is how she's going to be able to do it. He says the power is going to be delivered to her in order for her to bring him glory. And the third thing in this text, and I'm cutting it off, I'm humping it off as I go. What got me right here, Reverend Billings, is that the angel must have been looking at her face. She's talking about power, God coming over shining. Mary's probably like, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guess what he says? Yeah. You remember your auntie Elizabeth? Yeah, yeah. Right. She's like, yeah. Uh-huh. You know what they said about her. She couldn't have no baby. But she's six months pregnant now. Because ain't nothing impossible for God. Wow, that's just good. That Bible is a bad book. Now why does the angel bring up Elizabeth? Because he know that little Mary, with all her questions, Need some proof. Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. And it can't be no sister she don't know. Wow. I need to hear a testimony from somebody I know. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, let me go. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I need a testimony from somebody in my family yeah. who tried to have babies yeah. 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 and couldn't have none. Oh, all right. 
So Gabriel just called Elizabeth to the witness stand. Are y'all in here now? Why? Because Mary needed some proof that God could do the impossible. New beginners, I thought y'all shot right there. Y'all called. Y'all something else. Well, let me get out of here, right, Johnny. But the Bible says something so good to me as I laid in my office this day. Finally, after hearing about Elizabeth and what God could do in her life, Mary gives the answer. This indicates to me that you have a choice. You can accept the assignment or you can reject the assignment. And Mary's answer is, well, if you put it like that, and since Elizabeth can do it, call me the doulos of God. What's doulos? Servant. It's the Greek word for slave. Did y'all catch that there? She says, she says, Caitlin, call me the slave of God. If he can do that in my auntie, then she call me his slave. Because I'm highly favored. Y'all in here now? She accepts the assignment. In other words, she says, I'm willing to do what God wants me to do. And may the word of the Lord, she said, come true. Oh, I like that. May everything the Bible says come true in my life and in my calling. Here it is. Mary was I called, is what I call a youth on mission for God. Elizabeth was an old sister who was on mission for God. But Mary is a youth for Christ. A youth on mission for God. Here it is. She was sold out in every way. Her mind was made up. Her heart was fixed on serving the Lord. Mary was now focused on the new purpose that was on her life. Well, I got to leave you now. But I want to encourage somebody today as we enter into Advent season. Forget about all that junk the world is talking about. You want a real mission? You want something that will last you all your life? And that will carry you into eternal life? Hear what God has called you to do. And accept what God is calling you to do. Take your cues from Mary. It ain't too late. Take your cues from Mary. And get a desire in your heart. To trust God. Get a desire in your heart. To want to love God. Here it is. I was thinking about this. In the airport the other day flying back, I noticed everybody was like this. Everywhere. They're on their devices. Nobody had to tell them. Check your devices. They all got a desire for their devices. What if the church had a desire for more of God like that. Get a desire today, beloved, for the things of God. For the desire that God has for you. Well, I got to leave you now. Thank you, New Beginnings, for being kind and 
lending me your ear. But I'm grateful that Mary becomes a beautiful picture of what a servant is. And she calls herself, I'm the servant of God. What a vessel. What a picture. What a, what a believer. What a mother for a savior. Spirit of God was upon her. And in her, she had the name of Jesus. Uh, I'm on my way down, beloved. But her baby was going to be born to die. But he was going to live a holy life. And guess what? Don't you forget this. He was going to have to learn that from his mama and his daddy. He was still 100% God, but he was 100% human too. Are y'all with me here? And mama and daddy was going to have to have something to do with his formation. She was a good servant. She called herself servant. We know Joseph was a servant from all he did. But her son was going to be a greater servant than them. He was going to be called a servant king. Can I call Ro? As a king, he served the blind till he got sight. As a king, he served the sick until they got well. As a king, he engaged in warfare himself with the underworld until the demonic influence was defeated. As a king, he secured our salvation by laying down his life that his subjects may be saved. What king you know do that? This is no ordinary king. This is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. As a king, he stretched out on that old rugged cross. Come on over again. Didn't he die? They stretched him wide and they dropped him low. He dropped his head in the locks of his shoulders and he died. Bible said he gave up the ghost. Didn't he die? The Bible says heaven went in to mourning. Earth went into confusion and hell got happy. Why? When the king died. They took his body down and put him in another man's tomb. And while he was in the tomb, the king of kings, Reverend White, took the sting out of death. Took victory over the grave. And my old pastor say he took the keys of death and hell. Fastened them in his girdle. And early. I said early. Sunday morning, got up with all power, stretched out on resurrection ground, and said, yes, it's finished. Didn't he get up? I said, didn't he get up? I was closed, and I love Advent season. I got happy because I heard a little voice in my head say, don't forget, Wilson, now, tell him to go. I said, go where? He said, go tell it on the mountains, over the hills, and everywhere. That Jesus Christ is born. I said, tell me more. He says, while shepherds kept their watching over silent flocks at night. Behold, throughout the heavens, there shone a heavenly light. Go, sell it on the mountains. 
Go tell it everywhere that Jesus Christ is born. The verse says, the shepherds feared and trembled. Went low above the earth. Rang out the angel chorus that hailed our Savior's birth. Go tell it on the mountains, over the hills, and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountains that Jesus Christ is is born. Can I say one more verse? Down in the lonely manger, our humble Christ was born and brought us all salvation that blessed Christmas morn. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills, and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Would you bow with me for a word of prayer?